Thank you for tuning in to Verbal Assault Live Stream. I am your host, Marquis Devereaux, coming to you on this Tuesday, March 31st. We are coming to you remotely during this uh, Corona COVID-19 global shutdown. Um, I am happy to have back on the panel this week, um, Evan. Evan has been a journalist. He's went to the College of Ithaca, and he is a person who leans left. He describes himself as a leftist. And I, you know something, Evan? I think that uh, when it comes to the left point of view, you have no time for nonsense, and you keep it quite clear. Thank you, Marquis. It's always good to be here. <laughs> awesome, awesome. And we are going to go ahead and introduce my new co-host, he is what we describe as a trumpetcrat. He is an entrepreneur, a global entrepreneur. He has worked in Asia. He has worked in Australia. He is from North America. And I've asked him recently when he plans on entering into Africa and South America. And Sam, your response was what? When I get there. Okay, Mr. Samuel Kuchera. Don't, don't don't listen. Don't let me don't let me have to cut you off with the words there. Alrighty. Um, then I move on to my buddy who is um, a graduate of the University of North Carolina in Chapel Hill. He is a father. He is a person that calls BS bullshit. Hello, Mr. Brian Parker. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I am not doing bad at all. So there are right now um, four of us on the program. And let me um, let me just say that um, we always want to get the left point of view, the right point of view, and the center point of view. But one of our right correspondents had to step away briefly. But I know he will be back on Wednesday's program. So let's go ahead and, and do the topic. Let's remind our viewers that we are on um, several platforms. We are on um, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Vimeo, YouTube. Uh, you can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and a bunch of others. We also are listener supported. So if you like what you're hearing, uh, you can contribute to Twitch or Patreon as well as to Anchor. And if you decide that you want to be part of the podcast, now that we're doing it remotely, you can by Google, uh, excuse me, by emailing cast crew, like I want to be part of the cast or the crew, castcrew212 at gmail.com. Now on to our program. Massive job losses. The unassured are not so sure. Um, I have a question here that's pretty basic. I'd like to know, can the economy recover from a global freeze in 2020? Um, I asked a question last week about who had lost income in the last 30 days. And I was called out by my co-host. My co-host said, you know, I think that question was too personal. Sam, I'd like you to go ahead and reiterate on the comment um, because money and politics tend to be very, very personal for people. What were your thoughts then and now? 
Um, first, I'll correct you. You were, I said it was personal when you asked the question regarding the incarceration. Um, in terms ah. of the, in terms of anyone's, if anyone wanting to talk about their their income, yeah, that's up to them. Um, but I think it was personal ah. about that one. Anyhow, um, okay. I've been incarcerated. Say, I'm not afraid to tell anybody, <laughs> as you all know. Yeah, that's cool. Blackmail United States. That's what happens. Yeah. <laughs> Black Lives Matter. That's what happens. Yep. So, um, all right. So your question is: syndrome, That's what happens. So, your <laughs> so uh, you want to know about can about the economy recover recover a from a global freeze in 2020? I think it'll be hard to recover in 2020. I think I think we can turn it around in 2020. I think it'll be a hard a hard press, but it, I think it can happen. I think what needs to happen is that um, China. I believe that China lied about all of their numbers, who's infected, and so on and so forth. And so they just wanted to open up their economy, which means that they want the world to return or resume buying from them. And I think that mm-hmm. I think that the world, even even if the world is shutting down, I think that the world should boycott buying from China during this period, at least during this period. They should continue to suffer just like the rest of us. And you know, yes, Sam, um, you 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 know, you're an independent with a light re- lean, and I call you a Trumpocrat, and you sometimes call me a liberal, even though I will correct you and say I'm an independent progressive. But mm-hmm. I am absolutely in agreement with you. At this point in time, I think it's necessary to boycott items for China for two reasons. Number one is that anything that comes from China, I, I'm I'm always going to wonder if it needs to be sprayed down. And number two, I always wondered should we be suing. China, holding China financially responsible for a global shutdown. Brian, I heard that you agreed with some of what Sam was saying. You want to uh, elaborate? Well, and, uh, you know, I hope Sam is sitting down because I don't want to be responsible for any injuries, but I actually agree with everything that he did say. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It's Sunday. No, no, no. Don't call 911 because you might be going to the Javits Center. But uh, <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no. He's he's, ab- he's absolutely right. You know, even when he said in the uh, previous uh, show, I, I got no dispute with that. I mean, he's absolutely right. Even though I don't always like answering the question with a question, his question was valid. In that, how do you know that China's telling the truth? I mean, it's not like uh, they're the great source of information. So mm. I would take anything that they said with a grain of salt, because to his point. If they uh, tried to revive their economy and a couple more people died off, well, I mean, they're not going to give as much of a shit about it. I mean, you know, they they already have issues like that. So, exactly, it, are they trying to put on are they trying to put on a good face so that uh, people will maybe have a false sense of confidence? Probably. I think our economy is going mm-hmm. to do well, um, but it's going to maybe start to heal in 2020. But just like a recession in 2008. This is going to take time. There's not going to be a magic pill to this. It's just going to take time. Well, you know, you've, um, guys, what was that? I'm sorry. Somebody, uh, did, 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 did the devil come onto the podcast? What's happening here? Oh, oh, the, oh, did, did you start hearing Kumbaya in the background? I don't know what I heard. 
I don't know what I heard, but it sounded like it sounded like the devil was coming out of the sewer to consume us. Um, but let's let's not call Trump names anyway. Evan, I'd like to ask you. Um, what is a reasonable estimate, if not Easter, if you were to take Brian's point of view uh, that, you know, China, China may not be uh, t- giving us all the proper information, but Trump wants to get people in parts of the country back to work. And his goal is Easter. Now, being born on April 3rd myself, um, and we will be recording on the 3rd of April, so I will take all gifts that I receive. Um, I, I, I will ask you, Evan, as, as a journalist, does this sound realistic to you? Opening the country up by Easter? Uh, no, I don't think so. I mean, I, I'll admit here that I'm a little biased towards New York City. And I can tell you that New York City uh, should likely not be opened up by Easter. We've got high rates of infection and a higher number of cases. I No, I, I don't think we can open New York City up. Can you open the rest of the country up? I'll admit I'm, I'm not as familiar with, you know, maybe, maybe Omaha is not seeing uh, a real problem with this. Maybe you can't open up Omaha. I don't know. But the other thing is, is you have to, uh, if you open up a place, you, you have to then People have to stick to it. We uh, we saw kind of an alarming thing the other day. Uh, you know, there's a lot of companies that have access to our cell phone location data, and they do weird things with it. And this has really brought a, a lot of them out of the woodwork. And one of them posted a really a very illuminating uh, graphic, which is they showed just a beach in Miami, and it, just one beach, one small beach in Miami that where people went during spring break. And then they mapped out all the places those people went after spring break, and it looks like half the country. So. You know, even if if you say, okay, we can't open New York yet, but you can open up the rest of the country. Well, you're still going to have people moving around from place to place, and you and we are all we have we have a very good sense now, thanks to Facebook and social networks. We all understand that we're just one or two people removed from th- those kids on the beach in Miami or the people down in New Orleans, you know, celebrating mm-hmm. Mardi Gras. Mardi Gras. We're, yeah, none none of us are that far removed from any of these things. So. Even if we want to say, keep New York closed, open up the rest of the country, that still is going to put a lot of people at risk. Well, you know, I'm getting some conflicting messages here. um, And I want to pull Sam back into this conversation because Trump at one point has discussed uh, quarantining New Jersey, New York and Connecticut, which meant that one in New York state could not leave New York state and one could not enter New York state. Now we've already got people that have summer homes in the Hamptons, which is in Long Island, New York for our global listeners. And we also have people that have global, uh, that have uh, summer homes in the Catskills. So normally those communities are prepared for the influx of uh, visitors and summer residents uh, beginning in April and normally it peaks up after uh, Labor Day. I'm sorry, Memorial. Let me correct myself. Memorial Day, which is uh, which is late May June. Hmm. But right now, because people are trying to flee New York City and avoid this lockdown and this lack of resources, we're seeing New Yorkers trying to go wherever they have a second home in order to avoid the density and the concentration that we have going on with this virus. And it's very, very similar to what used to happen um, in the days of gangs of New York, where um, people with means would move further up into the island of Manhattan, 
because, um, you know, you were dealing with typhoid disease and all these other things back down in five points and other concentrated areas of lower New York back when New York City had a wall on Wall Street. Now we know that's not the case. So um, you, Evan, were saying Easter is not reasonable. Now, I want to move this conversation to Sam. Sam, you've lived internationally. Um, you've talked about the Australian um, brush fires that have overtook, taken that continent. They have sort of rebounded. Um, you have talked about the lockdown in China itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, supposedly, supposedly, they have rebounded. You've also talked about um, doing business with the Philippines and being restricted with travel. What do you see as the direction that the United States is going to need to move into to heal from this? I think when a directive comes from the higher office, whether it be president, CGC, or whoever, uh, it's for the people's own good. And the people really need to listen. The problem here is that the U.S., unlike most other countries in the world, is that we have so many rights as per our constitution, we have so many rights that we have the right not to have a right. We have that many rights. And uh, many of us will take that for granted. And therefore, many of us don't want to listen to a directive, even if it's for our own good. And this is also what contributes to the problem, to the spreading of the coronavirus or the Chinese Wuhan virus. This is what contributes because people don't want to listen. Brian, did I get a second affirmation with you? My goodness. What a you day. It must be Sunday. Yeah. What a day. But I do notice that Evan is kind of quiet on his end, Aunt Sam, when you're speaking. <laughs> and this is not to throw him under the bus, but he is at the bus stop. So I'm kind of wondering <laughs> if he's about to step into the curb. Listen, I, I'll admit that I am like, I'm a lot more concerned with the United States than I am with China's actions. And you should be. And if you want to say, yeah. if you want to say, oh, we can't trust China, we can't trust their numbers, then we got to point out that we don't have enough tests here in the United States to know how many are infected here. But we, we, are, we, we, we got, and we got to point out, we got to point out that that's not necessarily an accident. That was kind of by choice. The World Health Organization offered us tests. Trump declined it. He said, and this was verbatim. He said, you got to keep the numbers down. And and this is how you do it by, wait, by not wait, having wait. enough sorry, tests. Sorry, I want to, to cut show you how bad they are. You want to you want to listen yeah. to the WHO, who's just taken twenty million or billion, I'm not sure, from China, and did not do accurate I, testing I'm not, with China. I'm not quoting. I'm not quoting the WHO. I'm quoting Trump, who said we got to keep the numbers down, and and this is how you do it by not having enough tests. You're you're listen. The WHO, I I, I agree with you. And and one of the weirdest things in this is that our tests, the American tests and WHO tests, one of the weirdest things is that our tests were inaccurate. Nobody saw that one coming, and that's a really bizarre one. But but I all I'm saying is that is that it's it, you know you can't you can't point out the speck in somebody else's eye when you got a log in your own. And when it comes to, to inaccuracy, and that's, that's from the Bible. That, I believe yeah, so. It's, yeah. it's in Matthew. <laughs> yep. And, and, and I think, you know, when, when, uh, when it comes to duplicity and, and inaccuracy and, and dishonesty, I don't think that China has, has a monopoly on that. Nope. Okay. But nobody's arguing well, that. Nobody's arguing that. But then we, where we, is, we, then we, where yeah. is your ire for, 
but you only have some very selective ire for China. You're, you're nobody is on. You're, I'm not hearing it from you saying, you know what? We need to hold America accountable. We need you to know, boycott American point. goods after this. Sam, we, you the whole, no, China. who said who said earlier that we need to hold coronavirus accountable? That's who we need to hold accountable, and we it's need to China. all pitch in together. No, 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 no. I did not say. Although, if you ask me, I will say that's where it began. That 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 is my opinion. Yeah, but. We are we we are all fighting this battle together, and the problem is is when people do not listen to the higher directives that are that are instructing us for our own good. That's that's the biggest problem. I'm not there's there's nobody. Sure, else. You can, but, you but, can but blame Sam, Trump. But Sam, but Sam, but Sam, you're you're right, you're right. But how long did Trump sit there and call it a hoax? How long mm-hmm. did? How long did he sit there and say that it was uh, it was the Democrats' new impeachment? Brian, you got a point. And and let but me. How and long Brian, did he, How long did it take for Trump to act? How long did it take for Trump to act? Like in before the end of January, you you heard about it in January, and China cut off, and China cut off. He was more worried about his impeachment. Okay, one second. He was more worried about impeachment in January than anything else. When he cut off the travel from China, when he when he cut off the travel from China, he did that. That was for America. That was not for impeachment's sake. That was for America. That's not what I'm saying. But but if you think that just simply cutting off travel from China is a response, that is a bunch of crap. That's that an initial response. No, Brian, that's an initial that's response. That. That's an initial response. Okay. And no other okay, country, by the way, no other country, every, every other country, every other country, every other country, every other country did not like when Trump did that. Every other country, okay. including including the people here in this country. But he wants to do the right thing. You guys won't give him credit for that. You got to give him credit. Brian, I'm going to ask you to hold for a second. This ain't about credit. No, okay, but Brian, you're not I'm giving him credit. You're too busy give, taking a credit I, away from him. Look, when everybody is healthy again, then man, you'll see how much further we can go. Support the oh, man, no, and you'll see how much right further now. you can go. If he needs a pat on his back or gets stroked, I suggest he uh, seeks out his wife. I'm going to interject here for a second. What I want to ask is, um, Sam, I noticed that you avoided a key point. You didn't deny it or affirm it. Which, Trump had called this a hoax created by the Democratic Party. The the situation that we have here is that when you put out verbiage like that, it makes people think not to prepare, not to take this seriously. So then when you give conflicting information to say, well, this is an executive order, that's in conflict. When we say one thing in January and something else in, in, in March, and the two are at odds, then you look at someone who's supposed to be a leader and you say, do they really know what they're saying? Do you right. still hold the U.S. citizens responsible for conflicting information? No, I don't. But your your question is sort of loaded, yeah, because you're really uh, isolating an incident. Like when it came out in the news, when you all were aware, I was still in China, but when you all were aware of it, yeah, and then he came out and he said, this is a hoax. Yeah, maybe he was... Uh, Responding uh, too quickly, too prematurely, maybe. and and maybe I'm even sorry, I'm maybe sorry. even I immaturely. I can't let the maybe go. The maybe is well, not a good thing. We're yeah, talking well, about dying people. Maybe well, you said yes. Maybe. The 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 incident at that time was still very new to the U.S. When he called it a hoax, okay, but, it was still very new. Why? In fact, in fact, but, everyone else thought it was a hoax because that's why he did, that that's why no one wanted. The air, the the air flights from China to be cut off. It was too premature for everyone. When he called okay, it, a so hoax, the Democrats didn't know, and the Republicans didn't know. We didn't know, but why were we blaming the Democrats if we didn't know? Right. 
Why was anyone blaming anyone? Why was anyone? Why was everyone pissed off at him for shutting off the flights? He was. I don't know if that's the answer to my question, but I'm going to add this. If I may, I'm going to add this. Senator Rand Paul, who, um, if I'm not mistaken, is a libertarian, um, which for those of us that don't know, libertarians tend to lean right. Um, He has called it a hoax, blamed it on the Democrat Party as uh, as. President Trump has done, and his his son is infected. That really, really, really is a reality check. Uh, the president of Brazil is infected. That is a reality check. Congress members are having to stand six feet apart. Some of them have to um, stand in the galley. Some of them can sit in the, uh, you know, the balcony. Uh, some of them can be on the floor, but none of them can be concentrated at this time. And we have talked about the fact, why doesn't anyone listen? But what we're listening to is conflicting information. Can, is, is this something we blame the American people for? No. Yes. The information is not conflicting as it was before. We can all agree on that. Yeah. Early I on in, early on in January, it was conflicting. Hold on. Early on in January is very conflicting. Yeah, it was a hoax. It was whatever. But now people are witnessing deaths and, and, and other people going to the hospital being very sick. You yourself, Marquis, you were very sick the other day or you were feeling the, the urge to go to the hospital. Uh, I witnessed two people. I have I was a friend. Concerned. Let's I, have a friend I, was, I was concerned. Yeah, I okay. wasn't sick. I was concerned. All right, all right. You a concerned it, individual I, I was, and you went and did your journalistic duties. I got you. I was, ex- I was exposed to certain people. So I didn't know. And I said, well, let me just be, I'm, I feel fine. And everything is okay, but you know what? I said, well, you know, I'm, I'm, my, my, you know, the, we're coming into the spring, the so right market. now, if you have, an itch, if you have an itchy throat, if you have a, a dry throat, you don't know what's happening, and so you want to be sure. My concern is the fact that we don't know who has or who does not have, but if we knew who had, we would be able to say, okay, all of you that have, let's contain it. Let's contain it. But instead of containing those people, we're telling everyone to contain. It's very difficult to tell people to contain. How do we tell people to uh, go home when you're homeless? How do we tell people to isolate when you're already in isolation and you have a need to eat or to get medical care? In order to eat or get medical care, there are some people that will have to leave their home. Okay. Not everyone's getting a home visit by a doctor. Not everyone is getting meals delivered. So when we talk about Americans don't listen, we're talking about the fact that we have lifestyles that are geared toward interdependence. And when we talk about interdependence, unfortunately, we are all dependent. And I would say we're now codependent on our commander in chief. And we're looking for clear information. When we don't know what it is, we should be saying we're not sure. But to call it a hoax is to make an assumption. And an assumption comes from the word assume. And if we break up assume, we know what that means. Ask you me. So, Sam, I go back again. Do we really hold the American people responsible for this? I want to know how long do you want to hold on to him calling it a hoax when we know that's long over gone? That's gone. That's finished already. I'm gonna. How long do you want to hold on to that? 
I mean, well, do you have it's, else it's to, important. Do you have anything else it's, it's to complain important. about him for? Because it's over already. We know it's a hoax. We know that it's real. We have friends that are that are that have been affected by this. We all have moved on, including the president. Why won't you? Go, go ahead, Evan. Right. Go ahead, Evan. Right. Because, because we lost we lost a crucial month to him to him not wanting to deal with this. That's why a it month. matters. You're, you're, you're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah, a, a very a crucial month. Right, yeah. the month the month where we could have stopped this, the month where right now instead of doing this remote, we could all be meeting up in in a recording studio right now and doing this face to face. Except except we can't right now because we're all hiding in our apartments. That's why that's why it matters to to. To, to to focus on this that that the political response to this has been inept from the beginning and and we're all we're doing untold damage to the economy and to our lives because of it you, you know That's and correct. i'm getting and i'm getting a message from our director that boris boris uh uh johnson okay boris johnson yeah from, from, from where prime minister yeah. of of, of, and, of the uk Yes, and Prince Charles, and Prince Charles, and Prince Charles. Yeah. So, so I'm sorry, guys, but you know, and you know that I identify with racial politics. Being from Boston, I don't have a problem talking about race. When when it it, it, when it affects people of color, we don't prioritize it. When it affects Caucasian males, it becomes the top of of discussion. So when we're in that, when we're in this place now, um. Sam, I guess what we're trying to say here is that calling it a hoax was extremely, extremely premature and dangerous. And dying people are the reason that I can't move on because those people might not have been dying if they, we, we said we weren't sure four weeks ago. People might have been a little bit more careful and maybe they wouldn't have been at spring break. Marky. said, um, I'd like to ask you, Sam, um, does this affect the November election for Trump? Yeah, I think all of this has will play a part, but um, but I also think if he can, if excuse me, I think if he, he um, all of this, all this everything that goes on, all of this will play a part in the in the in the election scheme, but um, but if you just if he can if and he I can prevail if he can prevail if he can prevail in any in any avenue if he can slow down the virus. Um, from affecting people, if people are quarantined off and and listening to the president, if things are getting done, if they get the stimulus checks, everything, everything plays a part. And if there are more yeses, ah. then, of course. Ah, okay, what? let's move. Let's let's move it over to Evan. Evan, you're very pro New York. Um, I I have I've heard very very little from uh, Sam or Rob on our previous program in giving credit to Governor Cuomo of New York for making some very decisive choices. How does this affect Trump in November? In, uh, I mean, it, it's really, I, I don't know. I don't know. It, it seems like when you've got the whole country shut down and everybody hiding, it seems like that should be a pretty bad impact on, on his chances. And yet I, I don't see that happening. People, his, his support is high because I think, you know, when, when people feel threatened, they do turn to the president. We saw that after nine 11, same thing. Uh, you know, I, I, and who knows what's going to happen with these stimulus checks. $1,200 is not a lot of money. It should no, be more. It, it, it shouldn't be a one-time check. We should be getting these checks for the duration of this crisis. Yes, I agree with uh, you. Uh, you know, but, but for, uh, there is something about getting money in the mail that people say, oh, this is nice. And so, so I don't know. I don't know. Will, will it help him? Will it hurt him? I don't know. 
Go, okay. Going back, going back to to one thing before we go is just the, just this question about about you know can you blame people on this? And I think on some levels you can't. Uh, you know, we've done the right thing. Cuomo did the right thing, closing uh, closing bars and closing restaurants. I think that that was something you had to do because if you were to leave them open, and I saw this while they were still open, uh, people keep going to them, right? Like people, people. Well, keep hell, going if to I'm going to die, I'm going to want a drink. I'm sorry. <laughs> if I'm going to die, I need a drink. But even the places that are still open, I might even call places, my drug dealer. Gro- grocery stores, right? I, I I went to the grocery store the other day because I needed food, and I was keeping my distance from people, and I was wearing masks and gloves. Uh, and people, this has happened to me every time I've gone to the grocery store during this crisis. People do not keep their distance from me. People are coming up right behind me at the register. People are getting really close. Like people are, are, are not gloves and masks. No, not everyone. Some of them are, but not everyone. And and so it's it's. There is a, an element here that if we're gonna if we're gonna lick this thing, there is part of this that cannot no be licking, no licking, no licking, no licking. And I'm sorry, Evan. I do need to add that one of the spring breakers that was in Florida, um, I believe, on TikTok, which comes out of either India or China, they it. They say it, it's 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 from China, but I believe that it was created in India. At the end of the day, it comes from Asia. There is a viral video going on. It's called the Coronavirus Challenge, oh, and God. it had someone licking a toilet seat. Oh God! That person is now infected. No kidding! Did that really happen? It ha- has people licking fruit at the supermarket. Oh God! Right. So some of those spring breakers have went back to their cities, and now they are infected. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Would you, would so, you um, want to blame that on President Trump calling it a hoax? I'm curious. No, no. This is. I was. I was just. Uh, I was uh, yeah. I, yeah. Tell me why. <laughs> tell me why. Because because he said that yeah, that no, hoax I'm, word. I'm, I'm going to. I can. I can. I can tell you why. I can tell, tell me you why. why. Tell me. I'd, I'd like. Yeah. Okay. When, pre- when, when President Trump stands in front of a bully pulpit and says something as obnoxious as that, and he has a trend for just standing up, speaking on things that he doesn't know about, even though the experts are six feet behind him, when he says that, and then the governor of Florida, Ron DeSantis, doesn't close down the beaches that allows the spring breakers to come to spring break, DeSantis takes his cues from Trump. If Trump had sat there and came out in front of that and said, you know what, guys, I've been getting briefings since January because, believe it or not, they get national security briefings all the time. Republicans, Democrats and the president get confidential briefings. They've known about this. When he came out and said it was. a, I believe that, too. I believe that. Yes. It's been said. But when they, when they get those briefings, they can't necessarily say, hey, this is what we heard in the briefings because it's confidential. But the president has the ability to declassify anything, number one. Number two, if he goes into those briefings knowing what they're telling him, yet he refuses to take them seriously, as many of his past cabinet members will tell you that he does, he is not interested in facts. If it ain't a damn picture, he probably won't even look at it. And he'll sit there and he'll sit there, come out, spread misinformation. Then the governor of Florida uh, piggybacks off of him does the same thing because he doesn't want to mess with commerce in his state because he knows spring break is coming and all these drunk kids are going to want to come and party. If he had closed down Florida, those kids wouldn't have been able to do that. So where did that originate from? 
There not you the go. President. Not the Mike president. The president, the president gave every governor of their own state permission to do is to do what is the right thing for their state. The president That's is not, not the president is not, not the president is not micromanaging. No. No, yes. no. We have a national emergency. That is passing the buck. When you no. have a national emergency, you need national leadership. I Damn. cannot say what is going on in New York right now. If I have spring breakers coming from Miami, Florida, or Tampa, or or, or Mexico City, or, or, or Tijuana, or wherever they come from, and coming back to New York State... That's not Governor Cuomo's responsibility. If somebody came from Florida, hey, Governor in Florida, listen, can you just hold those people off a little while longer because we don't want them coming back here? Right now, we have an issue where we have cruise ships off the coast of Florida. We have cruise ships off of U.S. ports that cannot dock because governors refuse to let U.S. citizens back into the country. And, and, and Sam, I go back to you because one of the things that you and I had discussed when the situation was going on in China, I remember sharing with you that I think it's important for you to leave the country while you can because we were afraid there may be some type of lockdown. And I know you mentioned there were some travel restrictions back then. Um, but this is this not a national emergency? Yes. Is it not? I believe yes it is. Okay. And this so shouldn't the person emergency. who's running the nation handle the emergency? You know, yes, he should. I'm answering your question. Yes. Okay. So we're in agreement. Right. Yeah, we're in agreement. Definitely. I agree with you. But he also has okay. he also has the power of discretion, just like any judge, just like any police officer. He has the power of discretion. And his discretion okay. at this time says the national emergency being that is different in different parts of the country. Therefore, I'm going to let each one, each governor run their state within certain guidelines. Okay. All That's right. fair enough. So fair enough. So, so letting states have a certain level of rights in order so that their economies are not shut down in entirety. Because, you know, the United States does have quite a geographic mass. But let, let, let me ask this question, and Evan and Brian, I'm going to pull you into this conversation. Um, President Trump rode on a line of infrastructure, and with infrastructure, that would have involved uh, uh, highways, that would have involved bridges, that would have involved uh, Amtrak, uh, you know, subways and, and uh, different modes of transportation, including um, cable and electrical infrastructure, including things like wind farms, et cetera, et cetera. Our infrastructure has proved insufficient in some places. This was one of the things that everyone thought the Democrat, let, let, let me rephrase this. This is what everyone thought the left and the right would agree upon because not everyone's a Democrat, not everyone's a Republican. We're also seeing that we have an issue of people who are now unemployed lacking the ability to pay for a medical bill. It has been suggested that the United States by Joe Biden should cover all medical expenses outright. And I believe that Bernie Sanders has uh, suggested the same thing on his platform. Why is why are we caught off guard on the infrastructure issue? Um, Evan, would you take this? Sure, I'd, I'd be happy to. So there's a little bit of a difference between Sanders and, and Biden on this, right? Biden There's a lot of difference. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but but you're right. Biden, I, I believe, has proposed covering 
costs, all, all coronavirus costs. And, uh, and that differs from Sanders who from the get go has been saying, right. Medicare should be Medicare for all, right. We should, we should have a, uh, health insurance for every American, uh, regardless of, of ability to pay. Right. Uh, so it's telling, I think, and, and this, I think gets to your infrastructure question. It's telling that Biden and that, that wing of the democratic party want to cover health costs for people when they perceive things as a danger to them. Right. They say, Oh, I could catch coronavirus. So I'm willing to use my tax dollars to pay for somebody else to get cured so that I don't catch it. Yes. Right. And that is what I mentioned earlier about the, uh, about the marginalized and color of people. Yep. Priority. Yes. Go ahead. Mm -hmm. But that stops when it's not something that perceived as communicable, right? When it's, when it's kidney failure, you know, Biden and, and and the GOP all say no 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 no. They say you're on your own. Well, listen, right? Evan, we heard this. We heard this in the 1980s with HIV/AIDS. Uh, the the Republican Party did not want to put the resources toward that issue. Um, and 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 then we heard the same thing about crack cocaine in the 90s. Suddenly, mm-hmm. crystal meth starts devastating Caucasian poor rural communities. Mm-hmm. And um and 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 then we have politicians whose daughters are addicted. And suddenly it becomes an, uh, it becomes a priority. So you yeah. were saying, go ahead. I cut you off. So, so that's, that's one of the things that this virus has laid bare, right? Is that there is, there is, there aren't the things that you thought that you could push off and say, well, that's never going to affect me. So I'm not going to fund it. So I'm not going to worry about that. Those things you were wrong. Now, if, if you believed that, right, the, the, the centrist Democrats believed that the GOP believed that, and, and they were wrong about that. That you can't just just take whole sections of the country and whole sections of the economy and whole sections of the population and say that's their problem and it's never going to come home to roost. It it always comes home to roost, and this is what the virus has done. Okay, um, you know, Sam, what, you, I know you've only been in the country for a short period of time after sort of being back and forth a little bit, but you've mostly been in Asia. Um, China is known to really focus on their infrastructure. And um, they're at the point now that they're going into African countries and they're investing. Um, It is said that the United States had had a massive debt to China and that China has went ahead and purchased that debt. I again come back to the infrastructure question because of the fact that if this were in Germany, the infrastructure question would not be an issue. All hands would be on deck. If this were Japan, infrastructure wouldn't be a question. All hands are on deck. Why is this still an issue? Why are we having issues with uh, trains? Why are we still debating having the um, the Northeast Tunnel going under the Hudson River? Uh, why why are we stuck here? So, as you noted, I've I've only been back a short while, and I've been gone for twenty years. The best that I can say would be uh, U.S. being the leader of the world in, in many areas have a certain, well, have a big image, but also have many, many costs to maintaining that image. And a lot of that cost is the fact that, as I understand, we were too busy funding NATO, too busy funding uh, military abroad and things like that. So we've got a lot of high expenses, you know. And the country is a business, um, so hence having as yeah, a, having it's a, a corporation. Actually, 
it's a, a corporation. corporation. <laughs> you know? No, 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 that's no joke. The United States is a corporation. Yes. Corporation yes. is what? Is isn't that a business? Corporation needs to earn money, doesn't it? So it does. Need, in, in the United the States, has earned a lot of free labor in years past, and that's why we're a wealthy nation because for four hundred years we've had free labor. Since we're not going to go back that far at the moment, let's just keep it right here. <laughs> All right. I see. So there are a lot of expenses to running this business, this corporation. Yeah. So I guess that that's for the the people in the upper echelon to go ahead and air those differences. Um, yes, infrastructure is important, and it's been a topic as I understand, for many, 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 many years, long before even this president. Right. Um, and it's well, not being handled. And it needs to be. You're right. Okay. What about insurance? I'm going to ask you, what about insurance? Because that's also part of our topic today. Um, these Americans that are out of work, it, should the United States be covering these medical costs outright? Uh, are you talking about people that are out of work recently? Or are you talking about people that are out of work like Medicare, Medicaid recipi welfare recipients? My brother, anybody that gets this virus right now is going to be spending a lot of money if they need a ventilator, if they need uh, 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 a vaccine, if they need a hospital stay. Who should be paying for that cost? I understand um, that the, the government, the federal government has agreed to take all the costs, all the medical costs of the coronavirus. Trump's, the Trump's administration has agreed to pay for it outright. Yes, the testing is free, and I believe in part or fully, so is any medical follow-ups. Okay, well, you said in part or fully, and you believe, so that means we're still not quite clear on that. We're not quite, um, I'm not quite clear. Maybe I'm, I'm looking uh, online now as we're talking, but I believe okay. it was, it, I believe the federal government, uh, who was it? Somebody from the... Not the CDC, another CDC. department. Somebody from the no, not not CDC. Somebody from another department, I think, agreed on the on TV in a hearing that that they yeah. would take care of all the costs. Okay. So and now we have that? Evan in agreement with you, Sam. Yeah. When, <laughs> Katie, when Katie Porter kept pressing him to give a commitment yep. that no American would have to sit there and choose between not being tested and being able to get a test because they could not pay, that would not be an issue. And she cornered him after minutes and minutes telling him that he has the right to be able to declare that right then and there, he and finally he caved. That's it. And he did. Yes. Okay. okay. So, so guys, the question is answered. Okay. So guys, I'm going to get personal and Sam calls me out when I get personal. Um, Evan, what's your current line of work? Right now, I'm I'm freelancing, but I haven't uh, I haven't had a paid gig in a few weeks. I think there you go. So you've answered the question, saying that you're a part of the gig economy, which means that when a client needs you, that's when you're going to work. That's right. Will, will that check from the uh, two trillion dollar stimulus package? Will that one time check sustain you for the next three months? <laughs> <laughs> Ryan is no, laughing. No, 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 it won't. And and not only that, I actually don't get the check. The check, as I understand it, is based on your 2018 tax filings. I think that's right. Mm -hmm. and, and I had a, I was fortunate. I had a good 2018, and uh, and so I don't qualify for that check. 
Great. So you'll be one of the uh, contributors to this program. I'm happy to know that uh, financially. That's good to know. And I will mention that we have a new guest that will be joining us next week who told me he's an owner of an apple orchard as well as other things. So we'll be pumping everybody's pockets. Um, With that being said, um, I understand, uh, Brian, that as a parent, you um, work in the hospitality industry focus Mm -hmm. more on um, tourism and um, dealing with the hotels. Mm -hmm. Is is that stimulus, is that one-time stimulus check going to do it for you if you're out of work for three months? Or are you, you may still be working. I don't know because the hotels are still in business. For right now, I actually am fortunate to still be working. um, As many of our hotels are still needing um, remote assistance. Um, I haven't been notified of any um, slowdowns or shutdowns yet. So um, fingers crossed, uh, none of that has happened yet. Even though we've had some hotels that have been forced to close, we've had some that are being um, uh, leased out by government agencies so that they can uh, house people that are recovering from the virus, or they're also some are housing uh, medical staff uh, while they're giving care. So um, we're not definitely getting any tourism, any group business, things like that, but construction is still, um, going on in a lot of these places. Traveling nurses are still, um, out and about. So a lot of our hotels are benefiting from that still. Okay. Well, that's, that's good to hear. Um, and, and remember guys, you know, and one of the reasons that Sam is now a co-host of this show is because I'm known to be a machine gun when it comes to the questions. Um, mm-hmm. I have been called an asshole, uh, which is true. I have mm-hmm. been called a diva, which may be true. I have been called arrogant and cocky, which is true. But then again, um, I have financed a podcast, which is on 14 platforms and, um, and hopefully it will continue to grow. With that being said, um, anytime that you feel uncomfortable about answering a question, you can uh, state such or silence. And silence speaks volumes to our listeners. Uh, Sam, I know you're an entrepreneur. And as an entrepreneur and a global entrepreneur, you're affected by global uh, events True. and impact. Right. Will that one time check affect you? I mean, will you even qualify for that as a U.S. citizen having just recently entered the country? We don't think, even know. Correct? That, we don't know. Well, we, well, look, I think uh, what, you, what you failed to do was to explain what the qualifications are for all the listeners. Um, maybe some Okay, and, and, and I apologize. We're, 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 we're down to about a minute and a half, so I'm going to let you uh, do that. And um, go ahead, Sam. Just explain to our listeners. I can give you 30 seconds. The simple side is if you're earning 75, if you've earned up to 75,000, you qualify for the, for the, uh, for the 1200, anything above 75 to 99, it gets reduced. Once you reach 99, you don't get anything. That's for a single person. If you're a couple, it's, it's, uh, from 150 to 198. That's the simple, the simple calculation there. Unless you, unless you owe child support and you get nothing. Yeah, probably so. Well, I'm gonna I'm no, gonna sign, yeah. I'm gonna sign off 
today's show by saying, I noticed that no one from the right or the left is mentioning the seniors on Social Security. No one on the right or the left is mentioning um, anyone who is on public assistance from um, their cities or state. And no one, no one, especially right, left or center, has discussed the homeless and those who are undocumented. With that being said, I want to thank my panelists. I want to thank uh, Brian. I want to thank Evan. And I want to thank our new co-host, Sam, for being part of today's broadcast. I am your host, Marquis Devereaux. Tomorrow, we have on Wednesday, the 1st of April, we have supply and demand, lack of preparation, and loss of time. Um, This is Verbal Assault live stream. We are coming to you remotely here in the United States, especially from New York. And we look forward to having you on tomorrow's program. We are now out. Enjoy your Tuesday.